0: Coming up, Universal announces their new land coming to Universal Studios Florida, and we are going to talk about our first impressions of Villain Con Minion Blast on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams. I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. And today we have a great episode for you. We're going to talk about Universal's newest land. We're going to talk about Illuminations Villain Con Minion Blast, which is now in technical rehearsals, and hopefully we'll have just a little bit of fun. But before we get to that, I want to remind you, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for that free, no obligation quote. Okay, Rhino, We should start off with the big news of the day. Uh, it's not that it was unexpected news; it was just unexpected for at least me. Uh, you know, ever since Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone closed down, they threw up construction walls, and it had DreamWorks characters all over it. Like, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Where you're like, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it's going to be. It's just waiting, waiting, waiting to know exactly. What it was all going to entail and today Universal Orlando officially announces that it will be the new DreamWorks animation land and it will open at Universal Studios Florida in 2024 Uh, the land will be filled with vibrant colors sights sounds. Characters like Gabby from Gabby's Dollhouse will appear. Interactive play spaces and attractions from franchises like Shrek, Trolls, and Kung Fu Panda will be part of it. And it's all part of a new collection of entertainment experiences debuting at Universal Orlando Resort in 2024. And a continuation of Universal's commitment to rich storytelling that places guests of all ages in the most incredible and immersive environments. And yeah. I I think this is a great initiative. We talked about it a lot, you know, after the Texas Park announcement, after, you know, Woody Woodpecker's kids zone closed all of it. The more Universal can do for kids is awesome. And, you know, I still will scratch my head at is Shrek really relevant for kids? Uh I think Trolls and Kung Fu Panda are still to an extent, maybe a little less for Kung Fu Panda, uh but Nonetheless, it's maybe kids are growing up watching these movies too. like Rory's too young for me to know what what kids are actually watching. I mean, I know I'm going to be showing them DreamWorks movies and and the classic Disney movies and all that. But uh, I, I still I, I still wonder about the relevancy.
1: I think Jack Black just returned to do the voice of Poe for like an animated show that was maybe on like Netflix. Um, uh, or I, I would have thought Peacock, but I, I, I don't know. So, um, but I, I know he was, he normally doesn't do the voice unless it's the movies. And then, um, so I knew that was like a big deal, but I also thought I had read, they were trying to make another Shrek movie too. So mm-hmm. I feel like they've got this entertainment offerings that they're like r- literally trying to make relevant. Again, in the in the like the film side of things. I'm sure it's all very popular. I I just
0: it, it's hard for me because I'm at that weird in between age where like even with a lot of the DreamWorks offerings by the time they started coming out, like, you know, I'm an adult watching trolls and looking at it like, is this what kids enjoy? And I know it is. And, uh, you know, I I feel like I outgrew Shrek in my heart. And I'm sure we'll talk oh, a little no. bit about that when we talk about villain con minion blast. But yeah, I, I, I have full confidence in universal with the decision of the properties that they're, they're putting all together. I mean, you know, they, Illumination and minions are obviously having their space over in Minion Lands and then with DreamWorks, you only have so many animated franchises to choose from, and like you're not gonna put how to train your dragon there considering it's going into epic universe. So you kinda have to look what's left over. But I'm excited to find out what the the actual like attractions and interactive play spaces are gonna be like. Uh, you know, because with losing kid you lost a massive playground that kids would just run around on over and over and over, in uh, you know beyond that, like the DreamWorks meet and greet, I'm, I'm sure there's still going to be something uh, similar to that with the characters that will be
1: there. I know people are are uh, all aflutter for the uh, troll, the Shrek balloon that is. It looks uh, similar in in type to like the Mickey Mouse mini ears balloon. There's a there's a green one with the troll ears. A uh, troll ears. Good lord, Shrek is an ogre, not a troll
0: yeah get that right uh otherwise know. you know it's it'll be your last day on this show so
1: <laughs> i'm trying to think of a clever quote from shrek but i have nothing
0: okay that is fine well you know what shrek will be relevant again in the future i was trying to figure out the best wording to say with it shrek, uh, but right what now the heck? what i said shrek what the heck Shrek, what the heck? I like that. That was one. bad. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that no, was bad. that was good. That was good. So he will be relevant again in the future. But uh, as we already said, Illumination's Villaincon Minion Blast has begun its technical rehearsals. Uh, it started on earlier this week on Saturday, I guess technically last Saturday, uh, and has opened every single day at varying times. And uh, I've had the chance to do it now a handful of. Times uh, Rhino had the chance to do it once before recording this, and we thought we would want to share our initial impressions. Uh, in I, I didn't get out there on the first or second day. I got to experience it for the first time on Monday, and Rhino just did it uh, yesterday on Wednesday. And I will say I. I don't hesitate in doing this because I think it's important to share first impressions. But at the same time, too, it is very much a technical rehearsal. I think a lot of people have pointed it out on social media uh, that it, it's it, they're having issues with it, but not enough that... It shouldn't be open, and they can't learn from what's happening with the attraction in real time by having a bunch of people experiencing it. But there are there are definitely a lot of issues. So uh, anything we say about it here is is I I, I want to be as fair as possible with it. Uh, I, I even after they fix some of the things that I think are wrong with the attraction, it's still never going to be my favorite. But I. I think they definitely came at it from an interesting angle. And I think it will be very, very popular with a lot of people, but the bugs have to get worked out of it to like be a, a a good like mid tier attraction, because this is, this is not a, this is not like Velocicoaster or Hagrid's. It's just not of that level. But it's also, luckily, not at the same level of Jimmy Fallon or Fast and Furious. I, I feel like it's it's solidly in between. And ultimately, where, where I kind of rip on Shrek, I think this is a good... A good replacement for Shrek 4D. I don't think that attraction was worthwhile anymore. It's it just it felt old, it felt dated. The pre-show was still fun, but the show itself just it, it it had to go. And this is definitely fresh. Uh, the interactivity of it is a lot of fun. And uh, it just it it feels like it belongs in that entire Minion Land area now. But uh, essentially, we'll go over the background of the attraction. It is a blaster style attraction where all the guests who are coming in that could include you, uh, you're coming into Villain Con, and you're hopefully trying out to be a new member of the Vicious Six which is the villainous crew in the second minions movie and then i believe they pulled minions uh Con from minions the first minions mm-hmm. movie uh i i've only watched them both once and i did not care for the first one so yeah i uh i i feel like villain villaincon was the whole thing with the first one right
1: yeah cuz it was when they finally ventured like out of the arctic i think they were in um it was like that that's the first thing they saw and they yeah. went there and they followed the Sandra Bullock character around and she wanted to steal the jewels from the queen of England. And that's how they ended up. Like, I think it was the queen of England or something like that. And they ended up over there. And then I remember in the end, like Gru was in the crowd and that was the big, like, Oh, baby Gru. yeah. And then in
0: this one, you know, the minion in the second one grew wants to be part of the vicious six. So that's yeah, uh, that's where it connects in that plot. And so yeah, the the way for you to try out is to be able to uh, grab your your blaster and, you know, blast everything in sight on the attraction, which is, a slow slow moving walkway that you stand in one place on during the entire thing so there's there's two rows of dots that are staggered and you know one on the right one on the left and you know it just keeps zigzagging back and forth so that way you know there is room between you and the other people on the moving walkway i wish i had a visual to show from it but right now because of the technical rehearsals universal has a ton of signs posted out throughout the attraction that there's no photos or videos. Uh so unfortunately uh you know we don't have anything to show from it. There was a very small media preview for it where they were able to take photos and videos of the queue. Uh we weren't at that. We will be at the next one that they have. I I guess when it's getting closer to its actual grand opening or at its grand opening uh and then we'll have all those uh those assets to to show off. But yeah, it's um it, it, it's, it, it would be a lot easier to showcase and describe. And I know there mm-hmm. are plenty of people out there who have put it out there, even though they're not supposed to, I would encourage you, you know, not to look at them and also wait to, to see this stuff as much as possible with your own eyes, uh, make your own judgments on it. But uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, the walkway is created and crafted to be able to turn and move as it's going in and out of the different rooms where there's different. Uh, different villains from the Vicious Six in each room. And uh, it's just, it, I feel like the technical part of the ride, how they move people through it, I was very judgmental about how they were going to make a moving walkway interesting. I think they they accomplished it. I, I think it was actually a good way to to have a shooting style attraction where you're standing and it actually, you know, it takes you through the entire experience and in an efficient way uh, more than, you know, getting in a seat and being pushed through. Like I, I think, I think the walkway was actually successful for the most part. I say that as a man who is six foot four and towers over <laughs> people and also very wide. Uh, I, I think kids will struggle with it because there is, a barrier on each side of the walkway that you know it's a it's a clear barrier and then there's like the the railing system with it but if your kids are too short i feel like they're they're going to have a very bad perspective of it and you know they might even be at that right level where they just have like a terrible perspective of it at all but you know if if you're like if you're a small kid and then you're towered behind two massive adults I, I feel like it's going to start to really have an impact on on what you can see with it and uh in terms of in terms of height requirement and such, uh there is no height requirement. The only uh necessary requirement with it is that the kids have to be able to stand for the whole attraction. uh They don't necessarily have to hold a blaster for it, which the blasters are relatively heavy. Uh, it's yeah. like not to the point where it's like, oh, my arms are so tired from holding this at the end. Uh, I think some little ones might feel that way. But it's I, I don't think they were that bad as what a lot of people were describing initially with no.
1: It. But I was thinking when we got to the end of the attraction, there's like the deposit for the blaster back where a cast member was standing. And I was surprised, or team member, I'm sorry, where I thought that team member was going to take it from us. Cause I was like, people are just going to throw these in here and they're, they're heavy enough that they're, if you're throwing it into a bucket of other ones, they're going to smash it. And like, I was like, these are definitely going to end up starting to have some damage. Like that, that'll definitely change between what I experienced in like opening, I'm sure.
0: Uh, Well, as for other little parts of it, uh, in terms of the queue, you know, it's basically the same queue that Shrek 4D was before, except you're entering into the attraction from the further theater, not the closer one uh, that you would always see people going into for Shrek 4D. So because of that, the way the queue is wrapping around, a lot of the queue right now is actually outdoors uh, and I don't mean even like in the covered outdoors there's an outdoor section that's completely uncovered and like we were there on the cusp of rain and it was starting to get very nerve-wracking so I yeah. I I mean the problem is they would have had to they would have had to cover the entire thing but also too I'm not sure if after the attraction loses its it's you know it's initial glitz and glamour to it. I'm not sure if they'll need to utilize a lot of that outdoor queue on a daily basis, uh, because the attraction eats people pretty well. Uh, I know the first time I got in it, I the line, it just opened up. I was the first person to go into the attraction. So I can't say I had any weight because I didn't have any weight at all. It just took me through. The second time I got in line, it was posted as i want to say a 40 minute wait and i only waited 20 minutes for it so uh, i i'm not sure if it's just they're still trying to figure out wait times with it but it moves people through pretty quickly like ours was posted at 25 uh rhino what do you do you remember what we actually waited for it i want to say it was just maybe it up. around it like it was 20 it,
1: yeah it was it was by the time we grabbed our blasters it had been 17 and a half minutes And then by the time we exited the attraction, it was 24 and a half minutes.
0: There you go. So uh, yeah, even when it felt like it was a more realistic time posted, it's still uh, it still was able to get us through there very quickly. So I don't know how much of that's going to be used. So I don't really want to harp on it too long. I thought the cue videos that they they did for it were very cute and entertaining, you know, it's kind of explaining the vicious 6. Uh, it's like a newscaster that just is is outlining the attraction for you. There's little trivia moments, there's uh, there's Uh, overview of what the blaster is like and about. So it it really does a good job of setting up the attraction. Uh, The main problem is for me with the queue is once you get to the indoor portion and you're part of villain con, like they have these little displays that are set up around like the Diabolique boutique with clothes and the corrupt companions where there's like this alligator in a tank. And it's all about like bad villain Animals, uh, malicious motors that showcases the what villains could ride around in with car and vehicles, unlawful outfitters, which was all like a weapons display. So there's all these cute displays. But the room is massive. And it feels like they could pile in stanchions and have like down and backs, So that way, you know, you can utilize more indoor space. But everyone's walking through this massive area in a single file line for the most part. And so it feels like there's so many people having to wait outside that could have been waiting inside if they would have just added more queue areas to it. But that's... It's a minor thing. I think ultimately they want those areas to be photo ops. And to do that, you need to have that Mm -hmm. room. You can't be all smashed together in there. But I'm always of the mindset, if you can have people wait inside in Florida
1: versus outside, why not do that? Well, the wildest thing about the queue, like you said, is like um, it's like the closer you are to the entrance, the less covered it becomes. And so it's one of those where you think it'd be the other way around, because that way, like, if it does start to rain, at least the people who've been waiting in line forever are still going to be able to get in the building without getting soaked. But it's like it starts under that heavy covered queue. Then you go out where they've got these like sun shade things that don't block the rain at all. And then the next extended queue is a bare bones, naked queue. And so it's. I I get the I get the thing with the photo op because the that that like one area inside before you grab the blaster is cool. Like and it, it has that same aesthetic that that like Minions Cafe has like that, like that very like, here's exactly what illumination cartoons look like when they're live action, you know? Yep.
0: Yep. So you do grab your blaster, uh, the fully charged blasters, and uh, eventually when the attractions open, you'll be able to use the Universal Orlando app to sync yourself to your blaster so that way you can constantly keep score and uh, it'll continue to enhance the experience for you as you continue to do it more and more. Uh, right now, it's just, you know, you're you're picking up your blaster and you're playing like that. Uh, the score is, that you have is on a little screen on the blaster and there's two different triggers on it the one just fires the gun the other one like fires bananas because that's bananas and it's minions Banana. uh and <laughs> so it's it's a very simple concept uh it's not like You know, it's not like Toy Story Mania or Buzz Lightyear where you have a a score on a vehicle with you. In that way, Uh, it's it's right on your gun, which I I thought that was really cool. Like that's Mm -hmm. it's it's the only way to do it when the gun is completely handheld and you're on that moving walkway. It's the only way to accomplish that, so you can see really really well in real time if what you're shooting at is. Actually, helping towards you know your overall score, which, uh, you know, the first time I did it, I ended up with like a score in the six hundred thousands, and I was like, okay, I don't know what I just did. I just felt like I was shooting at random things. I was shooting at too many of the power ups that you know change the gun. Like you can change, you hit these power up boxes in there, and you can change your gun into like uh like an electrical zapper or like the freeze ray. Uh, it's, it's It helps your score go up a lot quicker. But I was shooting at those like nonstop, not realizing that like it wasn't really helping with my score. And then the second time around, I focused on other objects and I scored like 900,000. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get the hang of it. Then when Rhino and I did it, Uh, I thought I finally perfected it like I know exactly what I'm going to shoot at and shooting around shooting around and uh, I had the lowest score that I had and I don't even know how low it was because uh, in (laughs) in the last room our guns completely reset and our score started over again so that's one of the bugs that it was having which made it difficult to keep track but uh, I also you know, I think with it, too, one of the things that I've experienced since I was like the first person on it, the, the one time I experienced it. And then Rhino and I had this weird gap because there was a family that needed to do a child swap and they kind of they weren't really wanting to do that. Uh, it left an awkward gap. The more people that are playing at the same time and are close to you, I feel like the higher you'll score. Uh, the, it just feels like there's more things happening. The more people are destroying everything in each of the the screens. So, uh if you're if you're kind of in like a weird bubble, you're not going to do as well, but ultimately, why does it matter if you're doing well? It's all about the fun, fun of it. And yeah, it's 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 very laggy right now. Uh, I feel like th- You move the gun around and it takes like a second for your target, which is the targets. You all each have an individual target that you can keep track of on each of the screens. So you know exactly what you're shooting at. So it's definitely better than Buzz Lightyear from that perspective, because you can see where you're, where you're aiming, but I don't feel like it's as responses or responsive as something like Toy Story Mania, which feels like immediately responsive to where you're aiming. But I feel like that's one of the bugs they just need to work out.
1: Yeah, I, I I think it has, like, fun rewritability, but it was a little frustrating playing the game and being like, because it's villain con, so I was, like, confused, or I'm like, am I supposed to be shooting at the villains? Because, like, wouldn't I not want to be shooting at the villains? And then, like, the minions were in there, and I'm like, should I be shooting at the minions? And I'm like, that doesn't feel right either. So I just kept shooting at boxes, not realizing, like, those were just power-ups and not, like, more things so that was that was tough but i think whenever somebody finally cracks the understanding of the game and they like lay it out like exactly what you're aiming for i think that'll be that'll be a little that'll make it a little more fun and interesting but i i liked how it responds to what you're doing so it's not just like oh i'm just shooting at nothing and it's the same every single time like i feel like you you have the ability to like change the screen so i I don't know i think that's cool
0: yeah and uh I, I honestly, I I think that, I think that the gameplay style works really well, and uh, like you said, it it is the screen is constantly evolving. Like it's not changing to be a different theme. Uh, each each room is is differently themed, but it's not like it's not like it's completely swapping out. And there's something that you've never seen before. It's just like when objects are destroyed, they also they'll reappear pretty quickly. So that way, it's not like It's not like, oh, we, we did everything, you know, it's since it's continuously moving, it needs to be able to update very quickly. And it it does that. Uh, The one problem we ran into when Rhino and I did it together is there was one screen that was just completely off. And that was awkward. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's like, it was almost to the point where I was like, I don't know if they should have this open right now with this. It's just kind of like, just it felt like so odd just slowly moving through a room which like all the all the rooms are three-dimensionally themed and then they just have the screens placed on them that you're shooting at but uh when a screen isn't on it actually like highlights that yeah they are themed in a three-dimensional way but not really that well so Uh, I, again, it's a little bug. It's why I'm not going to be hard on it right now. I'm not going to be hard on the lagging. I I think there's something there for me. It definitely falls. It's better than something like Buzz Lightyear, which I know you can kind of track your laser with Buzz Lightyear. But for me, it's always just been a little bit primitive in the blaster style attraction. Uh, similar even to, to men in black. I like, I my wife worked at Men in Black for a long time, and she knows all the secrets. I have tried to get her to explain it to me. I still don't understand it. I don't get Men in Black as a whole. I just make sure that I hit the red button so I get a higher score. Uh, I, I, I I just don't get that right either. I don't like the gameplay style on that. I prefer something more along the lines of Toy Story Mania, which I feel like you it's yeah, it might hurt your arm a lot, but you basically see exactly what you're doing in real time and it works. It just depends if your the strength of your arm can keep up with what you're doing on there. So for me, it falls slightly below Toy Story, but definitely above Buzz Light Year or Men in Black.
1: I mean I I think I'd probably agree that it's definitely because I think it's got more interactivity than those than those other ones so i i'd say for me right now having that experience i had i would i would agree with that placing
0: yeah uh but again it's in technical rehearsals i don't know how long it will be in technical rehearsal uh it is still due to open in summer which of course that's what technically lasts until september so uh it will officially open sooner and later and hopefully they'll have all the little issues worked out Uh, i do i don't think it's just like, oh, you need to drop everything and come to Universal and experience this right now. But it's going to be a very welcomed addition uh, next time you head to Universal Studios, Florida. And, you know, that's how I feel about all of Minion Land. You know, it's cute. Uh, I think I think it's much better than what was technically there before. I think it all just works. All has a cohesive theme now. Uh, yeah, my, no complaints. No complaints for me and i've i've been back to minion cafe a couple times now i just uh i just went with uh with my wife the other day and we had we split the pizza popover again and then we also tried the the beef sandwich with the cheese and it was pretty good it needed like a crunch or something to it but uh it was it was pretty good so i'm i'm even minion cafe i'm starting to get more and more attached to so i feel like everything they're doing right now is great. I can't wait for it to officially be open. Everything's perfect. Hopefully it won't be too much longer. But any final thoughts from you, Rhino?
1: No, I, I am just, uh, I'm excited. I still haven't had the uh, desserts, but, um, yeah, I, I would say just for me, like after the experience I had, I know we talked about it, like how long we'd wait for the ride. I would say like point. for me personally, if it was like a walk on great. If it was like 20 minutes, I'd be like, sure. Maybe, you know, I think, I think over 30, I'm like, nothing at me. Yeah. <laughs> on on a busy
0: on a busy day when we're talking like you know everything is 90 minutes for the big attractions i would probably wait 30 minutes for villain con minion blast but on your average you know slow day in the off season if it's if it's more than 15 minutes not not for me but i i don't want to i don't want to say that has an impact to the quality of the ride it's just what attractions uh, what attractions are, I, again, I don't want to be mean on it. It's not fully done with it. I, there's other attractions I would rather dedicate more time to. This just isn't one of them. But that doesn't mean that'll always be the case. Once you can sync it to the app, it might, you know, it might jump up in my list. And I'll be like, okay, I would wait a little bit longer for it now that I I really want to continue uh, the gameplay aspect and and keep track of everything I'm doing. But that's, that's yeah. Once it's officially open, so I believe that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Uh, if you've been to Universal Studios Florida and had the chance to experience, experience Villain Con Minion Blast, let us know what you think. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, drop it in the comments and you can also ask any questions, give us suggestions, uh, do all that in the comments, Have a hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and uh, if you're listening, you know, you can head to YouTube and leave those comments or questions or find the different ways to reach out to Rhino and I and share what you think about Con Minion Blast. And for all you listeners out there, subscribe as well and uh, leave us ratings and reviews when possible. And if you want to support us more, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Thank you so much, everyone out there, for listening and watching. We truly appreciate it. We do it for you, and we hope you got something valuable out of it. And we will see you again real soon for another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Take care. Bye-bye. Remember, we still haven't changed the name.